0: Hello, and welcome back to the Seacoast Community Church Podcast. It is the month of September, which means we are starting a new book, and this month's book is How Christianity Transformed the World by Sharon James. So, this book, so it's kind of a a grand title, isn't it? How Christianity Transformed the World. Now, I am not denying that that is the case, but... It will be up to the author to defend that grand statement and to convince the reader that christianity has in fact transformed the world so i am not a, a pessimist i am not trying to be negative nancy i'm not trying to say that christianity has not had a lasting and made a an lasting impact in society and culture and in the entire world but I just, my point is just saying that, uh, it's kind of a grand title, kind of a grand statement and it's, it's up to the author to make, to, as I said, to defend that statement, to see if it's actually true or not. So anyways, I am just trying to be a careful reader and I think we all should be careful readers and, uh, let the author convince us of the statements that they make. So, but uh, I have been actually looking forward to reading this book. And uh, what I've read so far, I have enjoyed. And as I do most of the books, <laughs> I, I pick up and read along uh, for each month. I, I do commend this one so far anyway. I Honestly, I have not finished it yet, but what I've read so far, I've liked. And so what this book does, it it goes through several different topics. And talked about how Christianity influenced uh, what was the what was Christianity's influence in these particular areas, say in political society or uh, in science or in culture. So we have topics such as freedom, protecting life, the dignity of women, philanthropy, education, and so what has What kind of contributions has Christianity made to these different subjects? So really good topics, and I am just eager to continue to read more uh, from this book. And to to get us started, we are talking today about freedom, and this is having to do with the issue of of slavery. Now, uh, so this is... uh, uh, I guess I wouldn't say it's uh, I it is the oh, it's kind of a short book. Maybe to me it is. It's about 100 it's 198 pages. For some of you, uh, that's probably too long. <laughs> uh, for me, I uh, I think it's a I, I think it's a reasonable read. Uh, I say this because it's not a very comprehensive book now certainly, you and i can think of how christianity has been a negative influence in the world and how christianity the name of christianity the christian religion has been used to commit terrible atrocities in in society and uh, we should condemn those things and those are things are horrible and when it comes to, to freedom as well this has uh, this is has been uh, as, I, when i talk about freedom and slavery i'm talking about uh, African American slavery, and uh, this is, you know, this was a a blind spot uh, for uh, for Christians, and but we do have some men and women who fought hard against slavery who were uh, Christians as well. So, and the other reason I rest, I mentioned that this book isn't comprehensive is is that. Uh, it, at least in this first topic of freedom and slavery, it doesn't address uh, some of the, the, I don't know, some of the, So I guess the, the the spectrum of slavery. Because you have forced slavery, right? That is wrong. Uh, that uh, we should condemn. But we have, it's like, so we have uh, indentured slaves. We have those who willingly give them their lives to a kind of to be an indentured slave or a servant under a master or under a household. And we see and I think in, in the Greco-Roman culture of the New Testament, we have both. And uh, but I do believe that for the most part, the kind of slavery that the New Testament addresses is the as is, is those who make themselves slaves. And this is sort of their income. Uh, this is how they get by. This is how they pay their debts. So anyways, with all that being said, we're talking about freedom. And let me start with a quote. So this is from, uh, uh from this, okay. So this conclusion is coming from 2016, uh, Cambridge university press and who published a two-volume symposium, Christianity and Freedom, and they incorporated years of research by a team of international scholars, and this is their overall conclusion, which is that free institutions hardly ever developed in places that were not influenced by Jewish and Christian ideas. Uh, Outside the Judeo-Christian tradition, it has been rare for thinkers to suppose that God endowed us with a nature of our own, that freedom is part of that nature. So in other words, outside of the Christian tradition and religion, it's been rare for people outside of that camp to uh, to suppose that God has endowed man with a nature of his own, that with an inherent freedom uh, because he's made in the image of God. So I find that to be uh, an interesting uh, quote, current cultural moment where we are seeing just signs of Marxism and totalitarianism. So it says of all religions, secular and otherwise, that of Marxism has been by far the bloodiest as it has meant bloody terrorism, deadly purges, lethal prison camps and murderous forced labor, fatal deportations, man-made famines, extrajudicial executions and fraudulent show trials, outright mass murder and genocide. In total marxist regimes murdered nearly 110 million people from 1917 to 1987 that's 70 years for perspective on this incredible toll note that all domestic and foreign wars during the 20th century killed around 35 million that is when marxist control marxists control states marxism is more deadly than all the wars of the 20th century including world wars one and two and the korean and vietnam wars there is a supremely important lesson for human life and welfare to be learned from this horrendous sacrifice to one ideology no one can be trusted with unlimited power as a government's power is more unrestrained and its power reaches into all corners of culture and society the more likely it is to kill its own citizens wow then another quote of all the world's religions including the three great monotheisms only christianity did the idea develop that slavery was sinful and must be abolished slavery was once nearly universal to all societies able to afford it only in the west did significant moral opposition ever arise and lead to abolition so uh, those are yes i am i i'm shocked i didn't know those those statistics with the cars with regards to marxism and marxist regime regimes but it's 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 oppressive it's totalitarian and it is a form of slave slavery uh and i guess it leads to a form of slavery when you have uh, a a when you have uh, a person entrusted with unlimited power. And so what that leads to is the oppression of human beings. And as I said earlier, not all forms uh, of slavery, at least in the New Testament, were not the kind that uh, that we should condemn. right? And I'm saying that they are forms of slavery where people made themselves slaves to pay off a debt, uh, to just be in service of someone, this was a form of income, and people were, slaves were treated rightly, but there were other cases where they were not treated rightly, and there were other cases where men were forced to be slaves, and that we should condemn, and and this, it is this, and so, uh, but speaking to to Greek culture, uh, Aristotle actually, uh, and we should, right, this is not something to admire about him, but he had taught that uh, that without slaves to do labor, that enlightened people wouldn't have the energy and leisure to pursue wisdom and virtue. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? Uh, so uh, we should uh, condemn Aristotle, uh, especially because he saw slaves as something lesser than uh, than I guess enlightened individuals. As if slave uh, people who are in slavery are not enlightened people. But when you read the New Testament, the Apostle Paul treats. Slaves and masters on equal footing, like they are both members of the household of God, that they are equal sharers in the blessings of Christ. They are inheritors; that they are are of the same household. They are brothers and sisters in Christ. So, uh, and so, what Paul had written to the new te- to the early church was revolutionary. Right. And, and so, but it is, it, is the, it is the gospel, it is Paul's letters that have led to many uh, Christians to, to abolish slavery. And some of those well-known names are, as you know, Martin Luther King Jr., um, Abraham Lincoln, Harriet Tubman, and now the degree of their Christianity or the depth of the Christianity is another question. But these were all professing believers who were trying to move their society and culture to abolishing slavery. And, uh, and, and praise God for that, because that was the kind of slavery that, that they witnessed was uh, forced slavery, motivated by, by racism you know, uh, William Wilberforce, uh, Wilberforce was a Christian and that led that also, uh, moved, uh, his, his nation to abolish slavery. And he came against a lot of opposition and he was often vilified as a national traitor. And then eventually in 1807, the bill passed to abolish slavery and uh, and, and praise God for that. Wilberforce was, uh, he, he wept and many gave him a standing ovation. And and that freed uh, around 700,000 slaves. And, and he was, so he was instrumental in that, but he was not the only one. I mean, the, another person that you may never have heard of was Zachary, Zachary McCauley. And he actually worked behind the scenes doing the research. He was a, 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 a statistician. And worked eighteen hours a day to provide hard facts and even and he himself also was often vilified and slandered and attacked, but he persevered until the very end. And so God used such men to abolish slavery in their lifetime and, and praise the Lord for that, for their tireless work, for their stand for the gospel, for their viewing Uh, slaves as men and women and children who bear the image of God and were endowed by God with a sense of freedom. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed uh, this first chapter and we're going to get into other topics as we get through the rest of the month. So we will continue to see how exactly Christianity transformed the world and I hope that you will continue to, to tune in.